Hey, mamas. Welcome back to another episode of the Working Mama podcast. I hope you're having a great week, no matter where you are in the world and what is going on in your life. For me personally, this week marks a big milestone, and that is that I'm on the first week of my maternity leave from my paid job. It's my second mat leave, and I have to say that I've approached it very differently to my first round of maternity leave and had two very different experiences. And as a result, the way that I'm looking at maternity leave and the time that I have off, very differently as a result. And so with this, I wanted to share some of my experiences, my learnings. So mama, if you're about to go on maternity leave or going through the journey as well and the different stages of motherhood, that you may learn something or get a little bit of advice um, about what I've been through. And then I can then also support you in your journey. There's no silver bullet, but I just want to, before I pop and while things are all fresh in my mind, really want to help you prepare for going on parental leave with confidence. There's so much about returning to work with confidence. And I think that also really starts with going on parental leave or maternity leave with confidence in the first place uh, and definitely having that mindset as you approach this new, exciting, unknown chapter, because there is a lot of unknowns with with parenting, that you've actually then got confidence in going into it, because I think that also really helps uh, at the other end. And I certainly learnt a lot from my first mat leave. I had assumed, albeit very incorrectly, that my manager and also the organisation would provide me more direction when it comes to managing the transition. And I say that it is a transition because going on parental leave, it's it's like you've got this almost sliding scale um, of when you are about to go on leave and then also then maternity leave um, and the mindset that you're about to become a mum then taking over. And I have to say that, unfortunately, as I said, my first round of mat leave, I didn't manage the transition all that well. So then my mindset and my confidence, even returning back to work, was also then really impacted as a result. And I have to say that my approach definitely from my experiences from my first round of mat leave also gave me the inspiration really to start working mama because I saw that there was so much more support and resources for working mums that should and needs to be available when they're going on maternity leave, returning to work, and then managing career and motherhood. And I really liken this now to the journey of a working mum and there's different stages and I think also that's why this year I'm on going to be on maternity leave but I really have got this renewed vigor that I want to support so many more women out there and, and have confidence have the ability and the the mindset that yes you can have both um, there's so much told to us in society you can't you can only have one or the other but you know what, why can't you have both, you know, have the career and the motherhood? Yes, there'll be different seasons that one's going to be a little bit more of a focus than the other, and that's okay. But I don't think they're mutually exclusive. Uh, As I was explaining recently to someone about balance, it's a bit like a Venn diagram. Balance is about overlapping of of different components and, and finding that balance of what works for you. I think as well that with your going on maternity leave, that it's very much about you're in the driver's seat. 
it's your maternity leave. It's your approach to leave. So you need to take charge and own it. And I have to say that for me is really a big difference uh, between going on maternity leave number one and maternity leave number two. Second time round, I've taken a lot more charge of it. From the day that I told work that I was pregnant, I was owning my pregnancy and how I wanted to approach it at work. So COVID really helped me when I was pregnant. I didn't want the world to know straight away that I was pregnant and it was great that working from home that I could keep it a secret, essentially. I could get through those really stressful 13 weeks, know that Bubs was was going to be okay. And then I told my manager, who was actually overseas, that I was pregnant at about 14, 15 weeks. So I'd got through that safe period. I then didn't tell some of the senior managers until I was a little bit further along, just some organizational issues. And I do, and I will confess that I did say to the CEO when I told her that I was pregnant, I said, I'm sorry, this isn't great timing. And you know what her response was? And this really set up my confidence of the way that I approach maternity leave. She said, Karina, I'm a mum and it doesn't matter. There is no perfect time about when going on maternity leave. But she said, we're going to support you. We'll get someone in to replace you for the period that you're off. And it's okay. She said, it's entirely natural to have a family and to want to have a family. And when I heard that and I had that conversation, because as we all know, telling work that you're pregnant can be quite stressful. It really gave me the confidence to know that, yeah, this organization and my manager was in the region was going to support me. And that really gave me so much more confidence. It gave the mindset that, yes, I can do this. I know that not everyone has this opportunity and I certainly didn't have that in my first round of, of mat leave. I had in my first round, I told my manager that I was pregnant and he then went ahead and told other people that I was pregnant and I wasn't managing the message. I wasn't telling people myself so I couldn't actually get their reactions and and actually then have the conversation about how it, what I want to approach it. He did it to me twice and I really didn't like it. And so that's why this time I'm really fortunate that I was able to manage it and largely thanks to COVID. And so through having a manager that really wants to support you going on maternity leave and also welcoming you back. So I've had conversations already of, okay, when you're back, we'll support you and we'll have you as many days as you want. And it's amazing by having that conversation and having the reassurance that they want you back makes going on mat leave such a different mindset to such a different experience. Because again, if I go back to number one, I had no idea even if I was going to have a job, what it was going to be like, um, am I still going to have a role and, and function? And, and because I had that uncertainty going into my maternity leave, it then really impacted my return back to work and I did lack confidence. But this time around, because I've got the assurance of my organization and my manager, I'm like, yeah, I've got this. And I don't have that lack of confidence going into it. And that's why I want to share with you today some tips to really help you prepare uh, and going on maternity leave with confidence. Because as I said, I believe that it really then also plays a part in your return to work. So the first big thing I have to say to help you prepare for maternity leave with confidence is mindset. And a 
big part of this is about mentally preparing for letting go. It's a bit like the frozen song of let it go. And that is a real big part. I know that I've struggled so much with with letting go of my role because it's so much time that you spend at work is, you know, you and you're passionate about it. And I know certainly going back to work after my son was born, I did have a new zest for life and a new passion. And because you're like, look, if I'm I'm gonna work, I'm gonna actually do something I enjoy. And I have built up my role and 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 certainly handing that over to someone is quite tough. I've got someone in who is new to the organization, so I've had to induct them and and really bring them up to speed to impart years of knowledge and contacts onto this person. I took the mindset that if I impart as much knowledge as possible, they'll be set up to succeed and then I'm then left with a a positive rapport with with colleagues because I don't want to leave them going, oh, you know, Karina had a bad taste with this person and, you know, it, it looks bad on me. And I that was just my own personal perspective. But also letting go, even during the transition period, he was identifying that he would do things a little bit different, even a, around addressing emails and how he would write an email. So for me, I had to just go, okay, that's all right. It's letting go and accepting that people will do things differently to you. And the control freak in all of us, it's its hard to overcome and I'm sure you're nodding right now. But once you accept this in yourself, it becomes a little bit easier. And I'm not saying it's going to be completely done, but a little bit easier to helping you let go and really make that transition. Also, making sure that you've got confidence in your role and your abilities. In this one, I would actually say, write down what your top 10 strengths are and giving you the pat on the back and the kudos of saying, yeah, I'm really good at this. And don't have a tall poppy syndrome mindset. Don't have an imposter mindset. Give yourself the due credit that you deserve, mama, in having those strengths. because you know what, you've worked hard to no doubt earn those skills and all those abilities. So write it down, be proud about them and put this in a safe location. So then when you're returning back to work, you can refer to these strengths and go, oh yeah, that's right. I'm not not an expert in nappy changes, but I'm also an expert in PowerPoint slides, for example. Something very basic, but hey, PowerPoint is a skill. You know, remind yourself and and write these down. Again, that self-efficacy, the mindset, yes, I'm great at my job. And don't also let anyone tell you otherwise, Mama, because you are awesome. Also, if you've got any concerns around going on maternity leave or about who you're handing over to or anything like that, I would say get these out of your head, write them down and look at ways that you can overcome them. So if you've got concerns about handover um, and who you're handing over to, think about why do you have those concerns and then what can you do to overcome them? So as I said, mindset is a huge part. And as I said, within that, having the confidence and the pretty much the personal strength to let it go and know that other people are going to do things a little bit differently to the way that you have done them, but that's also not a bad thing. You may learn from them as well. So just accept that. And for me, it's one of the 
biggest things that I can say about preparing for mat leave is that mindset and letting it go. And I think that's where I really struggled my first mat leave. I was like, oh, I don't know how this is going to go. When are they going to do it the same as me? And they did split up my role into about four different people. So it was really challenging. And so I didn't have the confidence necessarily in who I was handing over to. And I really didn't like letting go. And, And that probably that critique of oh she's been doing it this way but as I said this time around I've gone okay you know what everyone works differently we're all different we're all wired differently so good luck to them I'm going to impart as much knowledge as I can and then whatever happens after that you know what I've actually got more important and bigger things to be worrying about such as probably trying to feed a baby at 2am the morning and wondering why he's not getting back off to sleep Uh, As we all know, definitely parenting and going on maternity leave is not a holiday. It is a real challenge and certainly going back to work is the holiday. So also a big part of going on maternity leave is the handover process. So this can also be quite cathartic. I don't know what about you, but I've actually found it quite a cathartic process of going, this is what I do. And then I've also gone, hey, go me. I've been able to achieve this in three days and when handing it over, it seems like there's a lot more work, but I've been able to have success, been able to have really great outcomes and I've worked three days a week. People do say to me sometimes you only work three days a week in more of a negative connotation, but I'm, I, if part of my handover and my task list and my responsibilities, I was like, hey, go me. I'm, no, I'm doing all right. I even came home and told my husband, I said, I can't believe how much I'm doing and it's really made me reflect that I was doing really well and my outcomes and probably of a full-time load and I've then squashed it into three days. So gave as well me some confidence about what I was doing and my outcomes. When you're doing your handover, think about things like what you do, write down a list, not only just for your manager and who you're handing over to, but also just for yourself. As I said, like I did, give them a pat on the back what your key projects are, who some of the key contacts are. And and I recommend if you can make introductions of key stakeholders that you deal with so they know who to go to, build up rapport because certainly then you have confidence in people continuing on those relationships for your function going forward. At this time as well, when you're doing handover, making sure that you set expectations for your return. Uh, Think about the farewell that you're going to have or just even saying goodbye to people. It's a bit of an emotional component as well to it. Forward on all regular meetings that you have to whoever's taking on your role, share network drives, access to systems. And I would have to say communication is vital. It is critical during handover. There's a little part of us that wants to sort of go, no, I don't want to give everything away. I want to keep some knowledge for myself because as we know, knowledge is power. But you know what? If you've actually handed over well, that's going to have a better impact on those that are working um, with your replacement than not. So that's why, and that's the mindset that I took. I'm going to set them up to win rather than set them up to fail. And yes, it's really tough emotionally to sort of go, okay, good luck. I hope you're doing really well and don't do a too good a job because I really want to come back. And that's always in the back of everyone's mind. But you know what? I took the mindset that if I'm handing them over really well, they succeed, it'll then hopefully reflect back on me. Fingers crossed, I'll be able to tell you at the end of the year. Definitely as well, spend some time 
doing some good handover and writing some good notes. I prefer PowerPoint. And so I actually created my own PowerPoint template for the handover. Some key parts were what was the project? What was the status? Who are the key contacts? What was the process as well that I may need to follow? What are the next steps and actions that need to be taken for your replacement. So they're actually given a lot of information about that particular task. Also, as I said, network drives, maybe some websites and key stakeholders. So they've really got the who, what, where, when, how, why component for everything that you do. Also, having the confidence in the person that you are handing over to really helps. And as I said, I've had two very different experiences of this. I've had one where I'm like, eh, my role's been split and I don't really trust or really probably think they're going to do as good a job as what I was doing uh, in handing over. But the second time round, they recruited externally for my role. I was able to be a part of that recruitment process. So I had confidence and the assurance that I knew that who I was handing over to I thought was the best applicant for the job and I then could then make sure that I was giving a good handover too. So a very different experience both ways. Uh, interested to hear what your experiences are like and, and how you hand over. And so just sent, reach out and send me a DM. As I said, another key component in making sure that you're going on mat leave with uh, co- confidence is about communication. And I think communication comes into everything in some shape or form. And it's really critical, as I said, about who you're handing over the role to. And have confidence in your ability and the work that you do. And as I said earlier, it can be a period of uncertainty, but it is really vitally important to ensure good communication. Because I've also been in the situation of working with someone that went on mat leave and we didn't know half the work that they were doing. They left a lot of loose ends and it actually created more angst and frustration within the team towards that person because they left it so much of it open-ended and without the proper handover that needed to happen. I believe handover needs to happen over a period of time. It can't be done in, say, a one-hour meeting of saying, here you go, here's my work that I do, you know, three to five days a week, and then suddenly I'm giving it to you in one hour. A good transition needs to be at least a a few days. Uh, I was very lucky this time around that I had two weeks, and I planned out those two weeks to make sure Uh, The person who was coming in, he was able to understand the role. I was able to introduce him to key stakeholders, uh, take him out to different sites as well. So definitely making sure that you're able to communicate not only with the individual that's taking over your role, but other key stakeholders. So they can also feel confident about who's taking on your, on your responsibilities. You can also have a bit of a farewell. I had someone during a call say, oh, you've got big shoes to fill. Karina's a great member of the team. And I hadn't paid her to say that at all. And I got so much confidence. I was like, oh, cool, go me. I was very happy to actually hear that. I didn't ask for it, as I said, but it gave me again the confidence that I was valued. And I have to say that's probably a theme of this time around that I felt valued uh, member of the organisation because of the work I'd been doing. Um, And people say, you know, I work three days, but I was also having outputs of a lot more. And back to communication, as I said, I've had, one good experience this time going on mat leave the other one not so good but I think also that I this time owned it 
and I own the handover process a lot more because first time around, I thought my manager may take charge, maybe a little bit more interested in what I was doing in the way that I was handing over, but turns out I put too much ownership and expectations on the organization and I needed to take more ownership on my role and how I wanted to hand over. And so that's why this time I was like, right, this is how we're handing over. This is the the approach, the structure, the plan, and really took charge. And it's similar to your career. No one's going to, you know, really tell you how to have your career except for yourself. And so it's the same thing in my experience with maternity leave. You own maternity leave and you own your handover the best way possible. I think it's also a really good way to, uh, in terms of communication, set expectations with your manager early. Also in terms of about when you want to go on leave, how you want to transition. Some people maybe gradually wind down days. Do they want to go cold turkey? For me, the last couple of weeks, I actually increased my day because it was three days person coming in is actually working full time. So I made sure that I could have a really good handover. And yes, I did have cover. So I worked four days for, for two weeks, but also setting expectations with your manager of look, you know, maybe when you want to return and, and having those conversations really early helps in the whole process. I also had a PMP discussion, more of a feedback session um, with my manager this time around. And again, you know, it was mostly really good feedback. They said, oh, you hadn't implemented this part of the project, but then I was able to so able to give reasons why I hadn't done so. But really overall, it was feedback. And they also then were giving me some career advice of saying, look, when you return, it'd be great for you to potentially take on a more of an expanded role than what you're already doing. And that gave me so much confidence of going, all right, people see me, my strengths, and it's then also given me the confidence of when I know when I return that I can do it. You know, worst case scenario, if I was made redundant, it's still given me the confidence that other people have seen in me and and my strengths and that I could actually do something, even if it was in another company. Hopefully it's not, but you know what? It's actually made me go, okay, I'm working part-time. I'm clearly having good outcomes. And then I know that people then have also backed me. And I think it's also part of it as well this time that the stigma of working part-time, but I've been able to overcome some of that a variety of different ways. But definitely having the PMP discussion or that feedback loop again, was another pillar in providing me with confidence about going on mat leave. And I think also, as Sarah Macris recently said on the podcast, think of your career as a business and who you work for as a client. This has resonated with with me and I know a few others so much. And I think also you can liken this to when you go on mat leave. Uh, Think about the way you approach mat leave and you've got all these different clients and stakeholders as the business. So uh, it's a really good way that you can grow and develop and have confidence and, and have confidence in your mat leave and have confidence in your career. And then also I think that then goes into your family and also about how you then manage the juggle of mum and uh, motherhood and career. Another big part of confidence is about setting expectations. And as I said, this can really start from when you first announce that you're pregnant. Set expectations on how you want people to be t- to be told and how you want to manage the transition and 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 the handover process. I think it's you owning the mat leave uh, also gives you confidence because then you're in the driver's seat. If people are trying to take it away from you, have, sit down, have the conversation, so you both can 
give feedback and open the communication lines about how the handover process is going and then agree on a path forward because you don't want to leave with animosity with the organization. You want to leave on a positive note. So therefore communication, setting expectations is really important. So take ownership of the the situation. It's your career. It's your maternity leave. You own it um, and make it work for you. And definitely the work-life integration is entirely up to you and make it work for you. Also, lastly, a big confidence component is also recognizing that the first day of mat leave is different to work and it's also very different to a holiday. I remember when I first went on mat leave, I was sitting at my kitchen bench and I was having a coffee and going, what do I do now? I had no idea. I was like, hmm, what am I going to do for the weeks that I before I pop up and, and things? And I then, what did I do? I'm a very list-orientated person, so I wrote myself a task list. Unfortunately, didn't really get past about number two because that afternoon I was told that I was going to be induced uh, starting the, that Thursday night and also uh, had some personal real challenges that came um, in family that night that really flipped my whole world on its head. But it's really different going on maternity leave of going, oh, my goodness, I've gone from work structures, particularly if it's your first child of maybe working nine to five or, you know, shift work or something like that, that you had your structures of when you were working. And certainly on maternity leave, you don't have any of that. You don't have any commitments. You don't have to be anywhere if you don't want to, uh, except for your medical appointments. And there's a few of those, as we know, uh, after about 36 weeks. But it can be really confronting and challenging. And you're like, ooh, what do I do now? So this time around, I've made sure that I was aware of how I felt last time. And so this time I've had a few things scheduled and organized for the week. I've um, got some medical appointments as well. I've got a few things that I've got to organize for number two. Unfortunately, a little bit of that second child syndrome that you've already got everything, so you don't need too much. But I've been able to still have commitments and still have some structure, which for me, that's what I needed. I'm also very lucky that I've got working mama and I can then pour myself into that a little bit more. Find something to do, organize catch-ups with friends, get a massage, plan a couple of weeks if you can to really give some of that structure and that purpose as well, because your life is about to change, as we all know. And I think parenting is definitely the hardest, but the best thing I've ever done. And I know mentally as well that I'm like, right, in the next few weeks when Bubs arrives, my world is going to change. My focus is going to change. I'm going to be thinking about breastfeeding and times and sleep times and very different to work that was only, I'd only finished a couple of weeks ago, but my life will very, very quickly change. That's what I just wanted to go through, Mama, to give you some confidence in some of my experiences uh, of when I've gone on maternity leave. And now this is the second time round. I've had a, probably an average time first go round. But as I said, I mentally wasn't prepared. I didn't own the whole process and really take charge of it like you would say take charge of your career. Second time round, I've had the confidence of my managers. I've had some good feedback sessions. And I've also been a part of the recruitment for my replacement and managed that handover. So I've actually gone into mat leave second time round with so much more confidence, such a better attitude to work and the organization who I work for. And 
a lot more of an open mind, you know, come what may, but at least I know that I've gone on mat leave with, with confidence. And I think I'm then actually then uh, approaching my whole mat leave. And even the way that I'm approaching motherhood differently, because I know that I've got the confidence of the organization, I'm not stressing in that way. Look, things can change. And we all know that, you know, last year things can change quite dramatically, but I'm also prepared for that. And I think also being a working mum, you've you've got to be prepared for the unexpected as a parent, but also having an open mindset can certainly help. And I have to say, changing my mindset this time around has really helped. So that's why I just want to really summarize it all for you. So around confidence and when starting mat leave, as I said, number one is your mindset. Number two, have a good handover and also be prepared to let it go, uh, those tasks in your handover. Communication, it's really critical with your key stakeholders, who you're handing over to and also your manager. Number four, set the expectations. Really very much from the start that you announce that you're pregnant, set the expectations, particularly with your manager and also who you're handing over to uh, and taking ownership on the situation about how you want to manage that handover. And number five, last but not least, recognizing that the first day of mat leave is not a holiday because uh, it's a different mentality if you're going on a, on a holiday and, you know, you're back at work in a few, maybe a week or two later, but definitely as well trying to provide some structure. So look, Mama, if you're about to go on mat leave or, you know, thinking about it or anything like that, or just recently announced that you're pregnant, congratulations. I wish you all the best for when Bub arrives. And yes, I'll keep you posted on my impending arrival. Follow me on Instagram at Working Mama Community. So Mama, M-U-M-M-A. And if you've got some friends that are soon to go on maternity leave, feel free to share this uh, podcast episode. I've also done another one, 12 tips around preparing for maternity leave. But this one, I want to do it a little bit different. Uh, it was very much around the mindset and the confidence. So Best of luck, good luck, and uh, also if you've got any ideas or hints and tips about going on parental leave, I'd love to hear from you. Reach out to me, send me a DM on Instagram or LinkedIn or something like that because I also really want to help you uh, and sign up to the, the mailing list uh, because this year I am going to be releasing a short course on planning for parental leave to help you really go on uh, maternity leave with confidence and so you can thrive at all stages of motherhood. Best of luck and speak with you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Working Mama podcast. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify or your favorite podcast catch up. I invite you also to join the Working Mama community on Facebook and join in the conversation with other like-minded working mums. Please also feel free to contact me on any of the Working Mama social channels. Remember, Mama is M-U-M-M-A or website www.workingmama.com.au. I would appreciate you to share this podcast with friends and colleagues, especially those that are parents managing the juggle. And I would really appreciate if you had to take the time out to leave a review of the podcast. I'll be giving a shout out to select people that do so. So stay listening and you might be one of them. Thank you and see you next time. Have a great week.